Hello my friends! As you all know, out of despair to try out the many cool 3-player games that are out there and that one never plays because one is always 4 players upwards, my wife and me decided to create a new gamer. Voila! Little Milo Benjamin Eggert has arrived and finally we can play the end of the Triumvirate, Abilene and all the other cool 3-player games out there. Unfortunately, we will also have to wait at least 7 more years until Milo can actually understand the rules. Well one has to learn to be patient. Because of parental obligations, nothing much has happened on the Jason versus Moritz match, but I can assure you that next time we will have a final report on the game, because the final turn has now begun and there are only 16 more card plays and 89 rules discussions or so. I have begun a new game of Nappy Wars, which is the name that Napoleonic Wars goes under in the wargaming scene, but strangely enough the game doesn't involve cool Napoleonic cannon action, but instead getting up at 4 in the morning and changing nappies. I still don't get what the designer Mark McLaughlin wants to tell me with this, so far the game seems a little limited in scope and quite tiring to be honest. My full review is coming soon. Last show I talked about Mozart the Gamer and this time I'm going to talk about another enormously famous person who made a big impression on the gaming world, this time from the world of literature. I'm talking about no other than the great H.G. Wells, author of The Time Machine, The Invisible Man, War of the Worlds and many other great visionary books, who lived from 1866 to 1946 and managed to write novels that read as relevant today as they were back when they were written. Without him, there would be no modern science fiction. He was truly the grandfather of so many concepts that now form the basis of a huge part of moviedom and literature that there is no way to possibly overrate his influence. From the concept of aliens more powerful than man to the concept of future societies which become increasingly alien themselves, Wells has created and shaped the mind images, dreams and nightmares of the 20th century like no other. Without him there would be no Star Trek, there would be no European Union which he foresaw, there would be no Wikipedia which he imagined 100 years ago as a permanent world encyclopedia. And definitely there would be no wargaming. No wargaming, you may ask? What the heck does H.G. Wells have to do with wargaming? Well, he invented it, and that's a fact. Of course I'm exaggerating a little. The concept of shoving abstracted units around some kind of board in a kind of conflict is not new and certainly applies to the game chess, which is often described as the first true wargame. It was known that generals of all times and ages used some kind of miniatures to push around maps to plan their attacks. But only the Prussians made an art out of it and started first to seriously try to simulate a battle outcome with the use of dice. All this was only done in earnest, though not for recreational purposes. They created the term Kriegspiel, war game in German, that is still used today for professional war simulations. By the way, a uh, little German fact, Kriegspiel in German would be written with two S, so it's Kriegsspiel. In English, for some reason, they leave away the middle S, so I don't know why. H.G. Wells was a socialist visionary and also a pacifist who abhorred war. But he also was human enough to understand the boyish and playful side to the proceedings of war in the imagination. Being an avid gamer himself, he enjoyed playing out wars with his friends, using whatever toys they could find. 
Tin soldiers were already popular, as were wooden toys of all kinds. Wells became dissatisfied with doing this arbitrarily, still finding fun in what many consider pure child games as an adult. He sought after some kind of rules concept to put an order to the proceedings. Therefore, two very famous texts were created. First, Floor Games in 1911, which is less known, and then later Little Wars in 1913, which is considered to be the birth hour of miniature wargaming by many. In Floor Games, Wells sought to create rules for children's games using available children's toys. In the text, he hinted at a later work that would concentrate on wargaming with toy soldiers. This idea then became Little Wars two years later. Little Wars became the first true tabletop wargaming rule set. Its full title by Wells is Little Wars, a game for boys from 12 years of age to 150 and for that more intelligent sort of girl who likes boys' games and books. Well, it was the Victorian age, so one has to forgive Wells this description. At least he actually acknowledged girls. Many more conservative contemporaries wouldn't have done that. This is from the Wikipedia entry on Little Wars. The game, geared towards boys, revolved around the use of lead soldiers and battlefields made from whatever materials were on hand, usually blocks or other toys. Little Wars is considered by some to be the first modern tabletop war game. It included fairly complex rules for infantry, cavalry and even artillery in the form of a toy 4.7-inch naval gun that launched projectiles, usually small wooden dowels to knock down enemy soldiers. In addition to it being a war game, the book hints at several philosophical aspects of war. The development of the game is explained and Wells' thoughts on war as he was known to be a pacifist is revealed in his writing. Actually, the rules for Little Wars are already quite involved and include many concepts that later would become staples for wargaming. There is a line of sight, there is a movement capacity for units, and it is possible for units to become isolated, also known as out of supply today. He even provides what we would call today a scenario, a situation that can be played. The rules are verbose in the style of the early 20th century, but extremely well written and funny. Wells actually distances himself from the real Kriegspiel, which he considers a dry and mathematic affair, instead describing his rules as something that a few enthusiasts could spend an afternoon with. He doesn't use dice for resolving conflicts, by the way, instead using complicated unit exchange rules and also the aforementioned naval gun that really shoots bullets. In short, this is perhaps the most influential work in the history of wargaming, because for the first time somebody of a certain fame and influence described wargaming as a recreational hobby. Without this text, there would be no miniature wargaming, no Charles S. Roberts, no Avalon Hill, no SBI, and no 23-hour point-to-point podcasts about nappy wars. But there would also be no role-playing, because Dungeons & Dragons evolved from miniature wargaming. And there would also probably be no massive online role-playing games, because they evolved from role-playing games. The world would be a sadder, colder, and less entertaining place. Thank you, H.G. Wells, you are the man. Until next time, when I talk about Nappy Wars 2, it looks like green kimchi. Sayonara.